Hello, everyone. Uh, this is uh, Shashi, your host today with the Indian Diaspora podcast. This is episode 20. We've been going for nearly six months now. Um, uh, this is the end of the year. So we're going to talk a little bit about Christmas and the festive season today. But before we get to the main topic, uh, could I just make a request on behalf of all of us hosts? If you're listening to the show, please do write us a review. Uh, give us a rating. It helps our show be heard and be publicized a bit more. Uh, if you have friends and family who would be interested in this, please do let them know. Uh, if you like the show, please do leave us a review. Thank you so much. And to get to the main topic today, um, so this is Christmas season. This is the festive season for all of us who live out in the West. This is quite a big deal. But it's not something that was very big as we were growing up in India. And so we just wanted to explore what that felt like. And I just wanted to start by saying, you know, before we get to how we experience Christmas now, uh, what's your experience of Christmas in India? Did you have much exposure to it? Did you have any sense of celebration of it? Either of you, Vijay or Neeraj, uh, do you want to take that off? I guess the, uh, I grew up as an army kid uh, and we had a very interesting exposure to Christmas in the sense that I didn't really know much about the the festival or uh, what it stood for. I guess we had a, some level of understanding of it, but not really deep into it, you know, being in India, it wasn't something that we spent too much time thinking about. But come Christmas, uh, an interesting thing would happen where a bunch of us kids would uh, form groups and go singing carols in people's houses. So we loved the song. So we had uh, got familiar with uh, things like Rudolph, Red Nose Reindeer, Jingle Bells, etc. So we would uh, get together, practice these songs, and then we would just one evening, make a group and walk from house to house, uh, standing outside singing carols. We kind of knew where the Christian families lived. So we would definitely find those households. Uh, we were in these small army establishments, so everything was kind of walkable. So we would just go from house to house and uh, we would get some amazing treats from the Christian families, especially when we went and stood outside and sang. They really appreciated it. They would come out, they would sing with us. Uh, that was the first time I got introduced to marzipan. I had never eaten that before. Um, and I thought that was one of the best things I ate. So that was an interesting thing that used to happen in Christmas where we just thought of it as a very fun, festive time to go and sing these carols in front of people's houses. The other thing that uh, was very Indian was other carolers, depending on where we were, there were times when carolers from the town close by would come in to sing. And they didn't sing just in English. They would also sing in Hindi. So there are some very interesting uh, versions of these carols or very, I mean, not even translations, original carols written in Hindi, uh, which were also sung. And that was a, I've never heard those again after leaving India. So that was another very interesting piece of it. But yeah, overall, not a lot of understanding of the festival, but definitely a fun time. Yeah, there's a way of celebrating everything in India, isn't it? Even if you have no deeper understanding of the festival. Neeraj, what's your experience? <laughs> Actually, buddy, I have zero experience. So uh, for us, uh, uh, Christmas time used to be what we used to call in the Bade Din Ki Chutia, right? So the vacations or the school holidays will start somewhere around 20th or 21st and go past the New Year's. And I grew up most of my life in Alwar which had a very tiny, very tiny uh, Christian population. There was only one church that I'm still aware of. So we would just drive by through or wherever we we're going and see it decorated. But I really did not understand Christmas, concept of Christmas back then. 
It was not a majorly celebrated holiday. And actually, for that matter, even four years in Kharagpur didn't even expose us to that. So my exposure to Christmas only came uh, in the U.S. When, and I was my first year student in Virginia Tech, and I was assigned an international host. And he invited me to his house for dinner. And he goes, actually, uh, I am a Jew, but we don't celebrate Christmas, but we do celebrate Christmas. And he kind of explained me what that was about. So, and then and, and down the road, I kind of continued in the same tradition too, and I'll talk more about it. So for me, the uh, uh, Christmas was nothing but a winter holiday. Well, you know, Neeraj, we'll get to the experience in the U.S. in a minute, but, you know, just to sort of narrate my experience here as well. So I went to a Catholic school, uh, you know, a Jesuit school. So Christmas was clearly quite a big deal in the school. And, you know, you mentioned the term Baladin Kichutia Baladin or Big Day is how Christmas is known in Hindi. Uh, and in fact, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned it because I hadn't heard that term for decades, uh, but that's how it's mentioned in, in India. Now, Rachi is a, an interesting place for Christians in that uh, Rachi has a cathedral and therefore it has an archbishop in the Catholic hierarchy. If you, have a, um, <clears throat> if you have a cathedral, you need to have a bishop or an archbishop and Rachi has its own diocese, which means it has its own archbishop and there's clearly a large Christian population around the area. So Christmas was quite a big deal in Rachi as, as such. And interestingly, Rachi has an interesting history in that very prominently in the middle of the city, um, the cathedral itself is, is quite prominent, but there's also something called the GEL Church, the Gosner Evangelical Lutheran Church, which is a German church. Uh, that's where the Lutherans were from, um, which was set up in the 1840s by a bunch of missionaries who were sent to Burma and somehow got lost and ended up in Ranchi, which is a fascinating story by itself. But at home, you know, we had a kind of very eclectic tradition at home in the sense that um, we, I mean, we didn't celebrate Christmas as such, but we would put up a Christmas tree and we would put up Christmas lights. Um, and there was at least a recognition that this was a tradition that was sort of important. So, you know, I definitely grew up uh, not understanding or knowing very much about the sort of deeper meaning of Christmas, but by celebrating it at least a little bit. But Neeraj, you started off by talking about your experience of Christmas in the US. Vijay, what was your first experience in the West? So, I mean, once we came here, it's pretty much everywhere around this time of year, right? So I think the the biggest marker was uh, Thanksgiving followed by a big shopping season, right? And uh, just sounds everywhere. So wherever you go, any shop, any mall, you hear carols playing, some sort of Christmas music playing, and that stays till Christmas Day and perhaps even beyond till New Year. So uh, that was probably one of the major things. The other thing was all the lights, you know, wherever you went, you saw a lot of festivity, a lot of lights, um, you know, Christmas trees. Um, the concept of... Uh, Santa sitting in the mall and kids going and sitting in Santa's lap and uh, talking to Santa. That was completely new to me, very interesting. Uh, but generally, you know, the whole community, at least the ones who grew up here and were very into the festival, you know, just the, a time of getting together. And I got invited. I was in grad school. Uh, as I said, I didn't know too much about the festival, but uh, people were very inclusive and they knew that we were immigrants who were far away from family and some family or the other, either a fellow grad student or sometimes even a professor would say, uh, come join us and uh, have dinner or something, you know. So there was always this sense of 
don't leave anybody out and let's make sure that everybody's uh, feeling like they're part of family and having a good time. So that was my early impressions of Christmas. And then, of course, the whole shopping and, you know, as, as students, when we were trying to stretch every every dollar, uh, the the flyers that came with all the sales became something that all of us would pour over and look for stuff there where we could buy something really cheap. So it was definitely a time where we were looking for deals. So that's that's my early. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, Vijay, isn't it? I think in what you said, there are the three different themes of Christmas. You know, there's the of course the religious aspect of Christmas and the church and everything else. Uh, there is a very big family element to this and families getting together and this idea of no one being left out, which you mentioned. And there is, of course, the huge commercial aspect of this. I mean, I haven't seen anything uh, religious commercialized in quite the same way as Christmas is. Neeraj, your experience. So uh, al- along the same lines of uh, Vijay, so, uh, Virginia Tech, Blacksburg, really tiny city, tiny ca- town, actually, village to, for that matter. So for the first Christmas, as I said, I got invited by the international host and a professor. The town was pretty much empty because most of the students go back home. So only locals are staying back. They are having their own Christmas. I didn't even know a church in Blacksburg in my first year. Uh, Even if I passed by it, I would not know it. But the commercial aspect was not there as much. I'm talking 93, 94. I mean, there was no Black Fridays back then during Thanksgiving. There was not as much, but it was there. Uh, We had one mall. We would go to the mall. You know, there would be a Christmas tree lit up and we'd walk around. So the first year was kind of May for the Christmas. But over the time, uh, you started seeing the, the family aspect of it and the commercial aspect of it never got to observe or experience uh, the religious aspect of it until later uh, in my uh, graduate school days. But one thing was interesting, uh, what Vijay just said, the family aspect of it, that even the kids who were going home, they were not going home because it was a vacation period or a holiday period. They were going home because it's a family thing. So we would be... And I, I started remembering our days in Kharagpur, like when we had vacation, um, some of us would skip vacation to do something else, right? And these kids were generally going home, at least in the first two years of their college days, to say, no, this is Christmas, we are going home, we need to be with family. So that was kind of interesting. And this also overlapped with semester end. So I think there was part of that relief that semester ended. I want to chill and I want to relax, not worry about it until the next semester starts in January. So it it was kind of mixed feeling for me on that. Uh, Over the time, you know, the commercial aspect of Christmas took over and the family aspect of us for us to, given that our holidays are also centered around Christmas. They're not centered around Diwali or something else. So while we do the Indian festival, we talked about it in one of the episodes. The Christmas became the time when, as a family, we can do something together, whether it's vacationing, dining, or something. So that's that's kind of my experience with the Christmas so far. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, you know, that because Christmas is such a seminal event and everything slows down and the economy kind of kicks into a very different gear, uh, you know, it has a very different feel to Indian festivals. I mean, you know, you could talk about, you know, Durga Puja being a bit like that in in West Bengal, where everything slows down, but it's not quite the same. I mean, in the sense that 
offices shut down for the durga puja but you know there's a whole two week slowdown in uh, christian countries around christmas which is unusual for me when i was living in the us for me uh, the experience of christmas was very much about family because i had family in the us my sister and brother lived there and christmas was a time when uh, we got together typically at my sister's house and i had a nephew and a niece who were quite little for whom santa meant you know something quite real uh, so that was my experience of christmas in the us um, but you know in ever since i moved to the uk for many years we used to go back to india for christmas at christmas time because that was a holiday period but for many years we've been doing christmas over here and it's the same story it's about family it's about get togethers it's about you know chill out and relax and you know sort of get ready for the next year and all that kind of stuff but talking about the commercial aspect of this uh, you know vijay you said that you know coupon cutting was quite a big thing in the christmas period how much have you been caught up by all of that uh, commercialization around christmas yeah i think it's it's something that was uh, more i guess early in my days in the us when uh, we were trying as i said we were trying to stretch the dollar and we were trying to find the coupons and trying to find the deals it has ramped down quite a bit since then uh, as we have you know had families and sort of developed a new set of priorities i guess so you know uh, christmas time the end of the year the last two weeks of the year for us i think similar to what you were saying shashi has become a time of rejuvenation you know after a long year and uh, lots of action and running around etc we see it as a time to reconnect with family and kind of wind things down and uh, just relax and spend time together we usually plan some sort of vacation around this time and in many years we have planned that vacation to be the week before christmas so that during the week between christmas and new year we are actually at home uh, we put up a tree uh, we have the presents etc on the tree for the kids to open on christmas day but that whole week is time spent reading uh, watching movies we have a tradition of uh, uh watching all the harry potter movies <laughs> pretty much every every christmas to new year uh, time frame uh that time is just you know we play games we really keep it very unplanned and the idea is just you know take the time to take a pause take some rest because once jan 1 starts at least in the us uh after the big holiday season from thanksgiving to christmas there are no holidays till good friday which comes sometime in the april time frame so you're literally saying you know we're going to be hitting the ground running so take the time to uh, chill so that whole commercial thing has gotten much de-emphasized in our family uh and we're really focused on taking the time for ourselves and uh, making sure we're ready for the new year yeah so for me uh vijay it's actually a little slightly opposite uh although there was a time we used to vacation during christmas time sonia and i would go out on long road trips or across the country uh when the kids were born they were pretty young so both our kids were born in december so what that means that their birthday and christmas have kind of joined together so whatever the partying we have to do for their their friends and then the gift buying it's kind of get it gets combined so so it's a little bit of a more ramp up period for us to do home activities you talked about harry potter movies my favorite christmas movie is die hard i try to watch it every christmas or around christmas and my kids uh, favorite movie is uh, winnie the pooh piglet Adve- piglet's adventure so those are a couple of movies that we watch around uh, during christmas so that 
you know, get back to the groove. But for us, the commercial aspect has taken over a little bit because of my kids' birthdays on the same time frame. Uh, even if we travel, uh, it's not about shopping. There was a time, uh, at least for a few years, uh, Sony and I definitely tried to get into this Black Friday groove and hated it. <laughs> so, but again, that's Thanksgiving, not, 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 not Christmas. Uh, we have gone off the shopping and that, that aspect of it. But Christmas has then become an event which is a mix of uh, buying gifts for the children. To your point, winding up the year. As you know, I travel a lot. I'm on road most of the time. And I'm ending my travel. I just ended my travel um, last week. And my actual travel picks up January 15th again. And to your point, there's no vacation, real vacation till for us spring break. So uh, it's been like that. But I want to bring an anecdote because of the gift thingy. Uh, when my kids were pretty young, uh, they asked something about traveling to Europe or some, I don't remember specifically where, and I casually mentioned, yeah, you guys can travel anywhere you want because you're American and I'm Indian. And uh, I had to explain that. Fast forward a couple of weeks, I'm driving through the neighborhood and one of our neighbors asked, hey, do you guys celebrate Christmas? And I said, yeah, you know, we are... Uh, Hindus, but we celebrate Christmas like a holiday. And my daughter immediately goes, hold on, hold on. Just two days back, you explained we are Americans and you are Indians. And now you're telling us <laughs> we are Hindus. What, what is all this about? So I was like, holy shit, I didn't think about this. I had to explain them the concept of religion at the same time. And that's why I think it hit me that how these festivals are also intertwined by, with religion, right? They're not simply a holiday to go on or a vacation to go on. <laughs> so that, that was Absolutely. the kind of, that, that was the thing that I'm like, uh, when do I explain them? What is Christmas about? And, and they were very young. They were like kindergartners or something like that. So over the time they learn and they know, but it was an interesting uh, twist in the story for me to explain Christmas is not shopping and gifts. <laughs> So that's kind of interesting, Neeraj, you know, I mean, I'm talking about something about 25 years ago when I lived in the U.S. uh, And this story is probably come around every year. But, uh, you know, children in some school were asked, what's Christmas all about? And the birth of Jesus did not feature in the top 10 list. It was all about shopping and gifts and, you know, food and turkey and, you know, whatever. But it wasn't about the birth of Jesus. And that's kind of interesting because the way Christmas has been commercialized, you know, especially in the U.S., but I mean, it's, I mean, Europe is not that far behind, but the U.S. is incredibly commercial about this. The whole meaning of Christmas has turned to something quite different. And interestingly, you know, one of the questions that I ask everyone is, uh, you know, there's this whole image of Santa Claus that's been built around Christmas of this big, portly, you know, white-bearded, white-haired guy. Uh, so I ask people, so where do you think Santa Claus actually comes from? And uh, the answer is clearly not the North Pole. So do either of you know where he comes from? Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> what is that place where they make all the presents? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Google so, this really it, quickly before you tell us. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's definitely not, not, it's not the North Pole. So Santa Claus, actually St. Nicholas, yeah. uh, is fashioned Marty. after uh, a real character called St. Nicholas from Italy, from Ephesus in Italy. And the story is that uh, so he was, you know, he was a priest. And uh, the story is that in his 
town in Ephesus, um, there was a person with three daughters and didn't have money to get the daughters married and therefore was worried that the daughters would be sold off into slavery or prostitution or whatever. And uh, one night, St. Nicholas, Nicholas, he became a saint later on, threw bags of money through the window uh, and that allowed these girls to be married and therefore be saved from prostitution and all that. And that's where the whole idea that Santa brings gifts comes from. Uh, so he's a Turkish guy, clearly not white-haired and white-bearded, uh, and he's certainly not the image that we have today. I mean, that, again, is a very commercial uh, commercial creation, you know, first by Coca-Cola and then by Macy's. And that's where, I mean, that, that tradition of Saint, uh, Santa Claus coming in through the chimney and all that is only about a century old. And just shows you how commercial it's all become. Yeah, and I think the the fact that you're pointing out that the person was Turkish, it's also very interesting to see how Christmas and Santa, all these uh, uh, sort of elements of, of the festival vary so much as you go around the world, right? What we see and what we perceive as being normal and what gets sort of either culturally appropriated or just, you know, that's the normal way of thinking about the festival can vary so much, right? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I mean, look, people interpret all these cultures and festivals uh, with their historical and religious significance, but they interpret that in the present. Um, and these cult- these festivals are not just uh, you know ancient traditions; they also have real life meaning today. And people are interpreting, and to an extent, consuming these festivals in the way that they feel appropriate today. And you know, by the way, that's true of Hindu festivals as well. You know, the way we celebrate festivals today is not the way they've been celebrated for centuries. And you know, many of those traditions that we think are ancient are actually very, very recent. Um, you know. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to you and your judgment. <clears throat> but the fact that these things keep evolving in line with people's experiences is is absolutely true. Yeah, I think the way we celebrate these festivals, and not just Christmas, I mean, as you, as you mentioned, uh, even Hindu festivals and stuff like that, a uh, lot of the time we may not really know the religious or historical significance, but in the end it's community coming together and... Uh, as I said, like as kids, we were singing carols, going to people's houses, didn't have much of an idea of uh, a lot of the historical or cultural significance, but it was a good time. It brought community together and that stuff persists anyway, right? And that's that's sort of the power of these festivals to bring people together. And I, I guess in the end, that's what really... Completely. You know, in my office, uh, you know, we we celebrate pretty much every festival. So, you know, there's always a big do about Diwali. Uh, we'll do something about Eid, uh, you know, Christmas, of course, you know, pre-Christmas festivities. I mean, we used to light up the entire office, you know, decorate the entire office. Uh, we used to run a kind of decoration competition. It used to be really festive around Christmas. But we also used to celebrate Hanukkah. And interestingly, you know, just a few years ago before the pandemic, um, you know, our Jewish colleagues had done quite a big thing about Hanukkah. And there was this, uh, this young woman who, was, uh, who had just joined a team, was Jewish, had studied at a Jewish school, interestingly, did not know where Hanukkah originated. So she knew all about the way it's celebrated, but did not know the origins of Hanukkah. And so I was telling her, uh, you know, as you know, I have a huge interest in history. So I was telling her about the origins of Hanukkah and the fact that it goes back to the third century BC and about uh, the Maccabees and Judah Maccabees and all these things. And she said, I had no idea that that's what Hanukkah was all about. 
And I think that's, uh, you know, it's, it's an interesting fact to reflect on. Does that diminish people's ability to celebrate Hanukkah in the present context that they don't know the history? In my view, well, maybe it does, but it's, she's still celebrating Hanukkah. She's still making, um, you know, the things that Hanukkah means, which is it's a time of peace, it's a time of celebration, it's a time to be with your family and all that. And she's doing all of that. The fact that she doesn't know the history is probably neither here nor there. And I would say, by the way, I would say the same thing about most Hindu festivals. If you really ask people, you know, what Hindu festivals are all about, um, you might get very mixed answers. Well, that's the power of tradition, right? So we bring forward the things that uh, uh, bring us together. And sometimes even if we don't know why they're there, uh, they're just something that build community. We have this uh, very interesting thing that I found out about recently in our neighborhood. So uh, one of the people who was helping us build a fence in our backyard, uh, he drove in uh, in a you know, this is a few weeks ago, he drove into our driveway with his pickup truck and he had a big cart behind it and the whole thing was designed like a sleigh. He had uh, reindeer on the sides which were, would all light up at night and the cart in the back was sort of the sleigh in which Santa could sit. And I said, wow, what is this? This is really fancy. And he said, you know, I just started this tradition a few years ago where um, I drive around the town. So I live in the town of Glastonbury. I have a schedule, I have a web page. Uh, I drive around the town at night, different nights, I hit different neighborhoods. Uh, and it just brings cheer. Uh, you know, people come out, they chat with me. We, you know, sometimes they give him gifts, sometimes he throws gifts at them. Uh, but he just he just does it with his little son. He's got about, I don't know, he's probably 10 years old. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice chance for his son also to experience community. And he he came the day he was going past our house he texted me like five minutes before saying hey i'm passing by your neighborhood you want to step out and we stepped out and we could hear shrieks of joy down the street from you know where he was at the time while we were waiting and you know kids were out and chatting with him and he went past our house and i didn't realize that actually he had a santa so there was a person sitting dressed up as santa and it was really cold and he was sitting in the back and saying ho 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 and you know uh, two minutes he stopped, we all chatted, and then he went on. And it was just just completely organic. This person is doing this just out of the love of building community. He's not really getting anything commercially out of it. But it's just such a nice way to just go around your neighborhood, go around your town, and just meet people. And these kinds of things happen during festivals, which I think are... are... Uh, I mean, I would agree with that entirely, Vijay. I think the whole point of festivals, I mean... Uh, leaving aside the, the theological significance, which frankly one can debate, the whole point of festivals is to bring people together. And even historically, that's what they were all about. Uh, you know, this is an occasion for the community to come together and do something similar, you know, something in which they can share uh, with each other, you know, whether it's food or whether it's, uh, you know, singing, dancing, whatever it is. Um, and to an extent, if that carries on, despite the commercialization and everything else, then that I think is... Um, is a sign of the future and something very positive, actually. And I think the good thing, by the way, I should say this, the good thing is that, you know, for example, in my office, when we celebrate any of these festivals, <clears throat> you know, when it's Diwali, it's our Hindu colleagues who will take the initiative and get all the food together and all the, they'll all dress up, but the entire office shows up. When it's Eid, similar story, our Muslim colleagues will put together all the food and everything else, but the entire office shows up. 
And to an extent, these are important things to try and build a sense of community across what one might think are dividing lines. Um, and I think that's a very positive significance of the way some of these festivals are celebrated in the modern era. I think, um, you know, we should probably leave it there. I think, um, um, you know, we'll, uh, we've said enough about Christmas now. Uh, for our listeners, uh, we will be taking a break. The podcast is going to take a break for a couple of weeks. We will be back in the new year with a whole new series of discussions about the experience of the diaspora. Uh, can I just issue a reminder again, if you're listening, if you can rate us, uh, if you can leave us a rating, that would be very much appreciated. If you can write us a review, it'll be even more appreciated. You can rate us and write a review on any platform on which you hear this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back with Vijay, Neeraj and Vishwas in the new year. Thanks. Thank you, Shashi. Thank you, Vijay. Yep. Have a great uh, end of year, guys.